0: The reason why you need to know about relationship triangles is this, unless you understand their power and how they function in your marriage and family, your attempts to change will be defeated.
1: Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your
0: hosts... Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey everybody, this is episode 26 and we're going to be talking about triangles. What they look like. Well, you probably already know what they look like, but we're going to be talking about relationship triangles and what they look like and what to do about them. We started with a quote from Dr. Ronald Richardson's book, Family Ties That Bind. Great book, highly recommended for helping you understand your family of origin dynamics and what is going on in your own family. We'll put a link for that in the show notes. If I remember. (laughs) (laughs) At oif.link slash 26. And it's not a thick book. It's a good, easy, fascinating read. And I'll quote him again. He says, unless you understand their power, that's these triangles, and how they function in your marriage and family, your attempts to change will be defeated.
1: All right. Sounds interesting. So
0: what's a triangle? A triangle, very simply, is a three-way relationship. Usually, it's dad, mom, and a child. Okay. That's probably the most common one. Or there's a very unpopular, and rightfully so, variant on that, and that is husband, wife, mistress. Okay. Or, probably more common, the husband's work is his mistress. Mm Mm-hmm. That's where his heart and mind is all the time. So, a triangle is the main plot component in TV soap operas. If you stop and think about it, there's always two people, and then there's a third person. And there's some kind of triangulation going on where two people are trying to draw closer and push the third person out. Okay. And there's this power struggle and balance going on all the time. So usually in a triangle, you have two close people and you have one distant one. So for example, me and my work could be close and the wife is distant. Mm-hmm. Or we could have an angry and abusive dad who's being pushed distant. So the mom and the oldest daughter are close and they're allied against dad. Okay. So it takes all sorts of uh, forms.
1: Yeah. I don't even think necessarily the dad needs to be angry or abusive. It could just be that mom and the oldest daughter are the best friends. Yep. Which is good to be close to your kids, but not best friends with your kids. Really? Yeah. I think you should be best friends with your husband.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I gotcha. That's good. Makes sense? Yeah, I'm good with that. All right. And how this looks like, too, is when you're kind of looking for this, it's like two close people form a coalition against the outsider, a coalition like a their allies, Okay. Like you would think of a coalition in Iraq or something, right? Mm-hmm. So, the mildest form of this is gossip. Now, this is a fun one to watch in your social circles, right? So, I kind of gossip to you blah, 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 about so and so, right? And what am I doing? I'm actually trying to pull us closer together and kind of push them out a bit.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I
0: want that bond and, you know, instead of seeking that in a healthy way. Right. Right. So, all sorts of triangles. So, We might ask the question, why do we do triangles? Well, on the positive side, because triangles are not all bad, but they usually show up in a lot of dysfunctional ways. But on the positive side, they help us to relate and understand one another. So when we're not getting along with a parent, we can talk to our spouse. Like if you're not getting along with an in-law... You can talk to your spouse about that, right? Which is a good thing. It is. That's why I'm saying they're not all bad.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, but most of the time they do increase problems. And in a one-to-one relationship where there's intimacy, there's sort of a tension that grows and you can relieve that at any time by bringing in a third party.
1: Oh, rather than fixing the issue.
0: Facing it, talking about it, whatever. Yep. So... Couples that aren't getting along can talk about their kids. That's the third point of the triangle, their friends, their work, anything but their own relationship. So that third point of the triangle, remember, it doesn't have to be another person. It usually is, but it could be a topic.
1: And it doesn't even have to be something that's alive and can be brought in. You can just bring it up to avoid.
0: Yeah. Oh. So let's talk about what is so, what sucks at church all the time so that we don't have to deal with the fact that our relationship sucks like we're allied on church sucking, we actually feel together. Right. So we just run that down and complain and nag and, and all that stuff, right? And it's really take it's distracting. It keeps us away from the harder pain of what's happening or not happening between us.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Really, really fascinating, these triangles. So yeah. um, we also talk about in, uh, in psychology, we talk about the identified patient when we're treating a family. Yeah. So the identified patient is like, the family comes in because- you know, the third child or whatever, the, whatever one of the kids is particularly bad. They're acting out. They're the identified patient, so they're the problem in the family, and and that IP is created by triangles. That identified patient. The IP is the identified patient. Yeah, sorry. and it, they're created by triangles. Yeah, that oh, doesn't. Does that make okay. any sense? I need to unpack that a little bit. Yeah, apparently. Again, it's the same sort of thing. Like, uh, if there's tension in our relationship or we're not, we're not a hundred percent. You know it's easier for us to focus on a child and be all absorbed in trying to help a child that has a problem. And okay. we're relieved when they're given some kind of diagnosis, especially because mm-hmm. it helps us. Cause now we have something that we're working on together and we feel like we're together on something again. Whereas the child may be the expression of the family's dysfunction. They're the voice of everything that's going wrong in the family and more especially often in the parents. So if the parents can stop and sort their relationship out, Hmm. So the, IP, the behavior
1: of the kid will just take care of itself.
0: Yeah, he's an expression of the tension and anxiety that's in the family. So often so, the IP the, the therapist wants to go around the IP and sees the identified patient as not the problem, but the symptom of the problem.
1: Right. So kid sees tension in a marriage. Yeah. And acts out could be completely subconsciously yeah.
0: and learns that mom and dad never fight when he, he or she acts out because they've got their him.
1: attentions on him yeah, or the her. Home is calmer. Wow.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's so, groovy, groovy what drives stuff.
1: this? Like, why, where, how
0: come? Okay. So, I think it all kind of boils down and distills into anxiety about being close, intimate. And that's okay. all about how close can I be? And I'm quoting Richardson here again how close can I be and still be myself, be different, and not have to be or do what the other person wants me to be or do? Okay. Or asked another way, how close can I be and allow the other person to be different than me? So, triangles are, when they're acting like this, they're also a way of trying to force homogeneity. I need to use simpler (laughs) words here. (laughs) Yes,
1: apparently.
0: Is that something to do with milk? Like, you gotta use smaller words. Yeah. Keeping people the same and making them fit our expectations. Okay. So, when you.
1: So, what this anxiety about closeness is if I be myself Mm -hmm. different from you, I can't be close to you? Like I'm, I'm not well, getting this. What if
0: you take like a particular interest in a hobby and I feel threatened by that?
1: Like my hunting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. So what if I, I feel that there's some risk or threat to me or to our marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I'm going to do is, you know, I'm going to call your mom and I'm going to say, you know, I'm really concerned about where Verlinda's going with this hunting thing. And we're going to sort of, I'm going to get her wound up a little bit and we're going to get together on this and then we're going to put that back pressure down on you. Okay. Or I'm going to talk to her oldest daughter and say, you know what? We're kind of like, mom's doing this hunting thing. I'm not happy about it. So I don't want you encouraging it either. And then she's going to see like, oh, so I can be closer to dad. If I kind of jump on board with him and help dissuade mom by making negative remarks, whatever. Mm -hmm. So we're triangulating and we're reducing our anxiety at the same time because I'm close in my anxiety, but I, I'm worried about the difference. Okay. Right. So one of the things that we're, that is sort of a, a paradox in, in marriage is that we want to be uh, intimate, which is close, but still be fully able to be different, our unique selves. Right. And and the more that we're able to be ourselves, actually, the more we're able to be intimate. That's the hypothesis, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because that's the person you truly love. But that, that also represents risk and anxiety. Right. So you often see this kind of stuff when you go home to parents, right? If one of our parents does something... Socially embarrassing, we feel that embarrassment Mm -hmm. because there's closeness there Yeah, we're anxiety about their behavior, right? And we don't want them to feel different. So we just mesh our embarrassment with theirs. We don't want them to be different, right? Okay. So what if we allowed them to feel their own embarrassment and recognize that it wasn't ours to feel? Now, often folks will, to do that, they'll push themselves away and distance themselves. So what if you could actually maintain the closeness and still feel close to that person, but allow them to embarrass themselves and you not get embarrassed? Hmm. That's a healthier outcome, I think. Yeah. Or you and, let's say you and I have an argument, Berlinda, mm-hmm. and one of us points to a kid and says, Bobby, we don't have a kid named Bobby, Bobby agrees <laughs> with me and he thinks you're wrong too, Berlinda, because the kids there in the argument were present, right? Yeah. He just ran into the question, how close can I be and allow you to be different than me? So if I can't be close, I'm going to make Bobby close to me and I'm going to distance you in order to try to force you to come back to being the same it's, as me.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, it reduces my anxiety because now I have a coalition with Bobby coalition. And a, I have an ally in Bobby, ok, and I'm controlling you too, okay. That's okay. a triangle, yeah. What do you think huh. of all this?
1: It's pretty interesting, ok. And I'm just trying to think through in my own mind where I have these triangles in my okay. life. like even would this be one and not a major one, but when you're it's arranged that you're going to be public speaking and you're scheduled, I get nervous. And so, I talked to my friends about it and it's not like...
0: Because you're trying to reduce anxiety? I think so. But you're not trying to control me.
1: No, that's true. I'm not. So maybe that wouldn't be one. Huh. I'm not being very successful here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have to think about that one a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Well, sometimes I hope you'll not say certain things in public. Yeah. Like that time you laid on the floor and snored and <laughs> <Instead> said <laughs> it was me sleeping. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe it all steps back to that traumatic incident. That, I think so. That's a separate episode on drama, not <clears> uh, triangles. <clears throat>
1: all right. So moving back to triangles.
0: Okay. Um, so the question that comes up for, for folks then probably is, well, what do we need to do to counter this? Like how do we go down a healthy road with yeah, this, exactly. this triangle thing? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we need to own that or recognize that triangles are always going on. And they can be quick things, right? Like they don't have to be big year long. No, it can be an incident. You just notice yourself triangling, have a disagreement with a person at work. What do you do? You want to go to talk to someone else to bolster your position. That's a triangle. And Uh, it might be a very small issue, right?
1: Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: Or, uh, you know, here's the classic. Your kid doesn't get the answer from you. They want, when they're asking permission to do something, so go ask the other parent.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. So watch, but, What we got to do is watch for that unhealthy triangulation in the form of distancing between you and your spouse. That's where we want to bring it back to the marriage realm here. Okay. Yeah. So the example I thought of there is the, is the evil mother-in-law kind of tradition of North American culture where, you know, not all mother-in-laws are like this, of course, but there is that- Especially (laughs) yours. Especially, yeah. Where you can go down that road of, if you complain to your mom about your spouse- Yeah. Right. You're creating this triangle, and you're creating the evil mother-in-law for your spouse. And what you're trying to do is control your spouse and bring them back to behaving the way you want them to. That fits with your comfort from how you were raised, right?
1: Okay, this is all just like a
0: control. A lot of it is.
1: Wow. Yeah. Hmm.
0: But what we want to do is—is is we want to take our the healthier option. There is to take our concern to our spouse. Mm-hmm. And with regards to our disagreement, and if you're not sure how to do that, you you should have signed up for our talk to me one-on-one course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, is, is to go with them with that and address that directly. Right. So we detriangulated right there. Yeah. And we chose a healthier option of bringing us closer and facing our anxiety. Hmm. Another common way is you triangulate your kids in to take the anxiety out of the deficiencies in your own marriage. So we talked we about talked the about problem that. child and so on. Yeah. So the first thing I think we need to do in the parental situation, because this is one of the most common triangle situations is to talk about what you need together on. As parents, so you and I will do this. We're actually detriangulating every time we kind of pull back and have the conversation in the bedroom and say, "Here's what we need to tell one of our kids." Yeah. What do so we do we're about together this situation? On this, right. Together. Yep. So we want to. That's a great way to detriangulate, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's very risky to sort out what a kid wants from you, especially when they're older and they, they've learned kind of how to pull strings a bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To sort that out when the three of you are present. But for the healthy right. marriage and the healthy parent, I think it's good if you don't already have clarity on where your spouse is at for both parents to pull back. We'll talk about it. Yep. Come to an agreement. Talk to the child.
1: And then you're going together, together as a one
0: answer. Yeah. So that's that's, that's one. Good. That's my first uh, suggestion for detriangulating in parenting. I think the second one is talk about boundaries you might need to set on in-laws. Mm-hmm. Boundaries you might need to set on work and affair possibilities. Mm-hmm. Those types of things. So you're having those discussions proactively or sometimes reactively saying, hey, like, I think work's getting out of hand here and I don't want to lose you to your job. I know it's important. I fully support what you're doing, but I don't want this to be kind of the third party in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And so what are things that we can do so that we're together and we're going to distance that point of the triangle Mm -hmm. if we're agreed that having our marriage healthy is more important than having work healthy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, you need healthy work too. You do. But not as part of your marriage.
0: Yeah. yeah. You'll do better at work out of a successful marriage though than you. Yeah. A lot of people have successful work and not successful marriage. True. Yeah. And then the third thing I want to encourage us to stop and think about is to become an emotionally mature, well-differentiated person. And and that's, you don't you know, that's not like a two-day course or something. No. <laughs> this is a lifetime journey, right? And one of the ways that we can do that is by going back through and understanding what happened in our family of origin and unpacking that. You can do that with sometimes with good books like uh, Richardson's book that we've recommended. and. And just understanding the dynamics that played in your own family, the triangles that happened there, how you saw your parents using triangles, how you use triangle with your parents, and then looking Mm -hmm. at how those patterns are being replicated in your own marriage and asking if they're healthy and helpful or not. And you dispense with the unhelpful and you keep the helpful.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: I think another big step here for Linda is to learn to name and identify her own feelings. So this is really about addressing the internal anxiety we have and then learning to speak that to to our spouse. Yeah. Third option I had, develop a healthy Self identity and live out of that place instead of others' expectations. So that's that's hard to do. It is. That's why this is a journey.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And if you're if you want a starting point on that, one of the best expressions of a healthy self identity I learned from one of my profs in school is I'm a valuable, fallible child of God. Valuable. I have value. Yeah. Fallible. I do fail. Child of God. That's my position. Okay. So develop that healthy self identity. Number four. Be okay with being different than your spouse. So sometimes folks get really fixated on how little they have in common. Why don't we get fixated on loving each other with the variety that you both bring to the marriage?
1: Oh, that's That's, good.
0: That's choosing to tell yourself a different story about the same set of circumstances. Yeah. And then it's also important as well, don't accept family secrets that your spouse is not a part of.
1: Okay. What does that mean?
0: That's like when your parent calls you and says, well, don't tell your spouse, but yadda, yadda, yadda. Okay. This is just a secret between us.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a triangle. You just push the spouse out okay. and you created an alliance, right? Yeah. Co- coalition. <laughs> All, right. All huh? right. So those are some thoughts. Stand up for what you believe in in your marriage. You want to become more uniquely yourself inside your marriage. That's originally what made you attractive to your spouse. And mm. I think this is what brings heat back to the marriage. Whereas yeah. the unhealthy marriage wants to fuse, wants to make everybody the same as the big melting pool. But that differentiation, that uniqueness... I'm a valuable, fallible child of God. There's no one else like me. When I bring that to the marriage and when I foster that in my wife, that's when we thrive the most.
1: Hmm. And so then triangulation just takes you away from all of that.
0: Yes. It helps to be more aware of it and learn what it means to sort of, you know, to really face our own anxiety about being close to our spouse. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So this was lots of fun today.
1: Yeah, it gave it's me lots to think about.
0: Oh, it's all that deep sort of woo-woo stuff, right? Okay. You think it was woo-woo?
1: No. No, I think it makes a lot of sense. Okay. But it's something that I'm going to watch for a lot
0: more. Yeah. And if you want to do this mentally, like literally draw a triangle on a sheet of paper, write yeah. your name by one corner, write your spouse by the other corner, and then figure out who the third point is, just from a recent upset or whatever you had. Huh. You know, oh, that's a triangle, and then adjust the lengths of the sides to see who was trying to pull close and who was trying to, and which two were trying to distance the third party. So you can diagram this out. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at OYF.link slash 26. Remember, we're here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So if this was helpful to you, we'd love it. If you could help us spread the word and share this with others who would also be blessed by it. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.